Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Uh, it's game week. Um, We've been waiting a long time to get back on the field. You know, we've been waiting to see our team forever. I, I hate the, the waiting time between the end of the season and when the season starts, but it's here. It's it's, it's Christmas Eve, and I love it, man. I, I just – I'm not really excited for this game, per se. I'm excited to see these guys play. Um, I wish they would have opened up with a harder opponent, um, but – you know, nonetheless, um, I'm just happy that football season is back. Um, and I just hope that these guys come out and take care of business. This game should be over in the first quarter. I mean, I, I really don't have a lot for this game. I have I have a lot more for the LSU, FSU game in terms of analysis. And what we need to do to win. But this this is a team that I've never heard of in my life. I don't know if they're um, FCS. I don't know. I don't even know where they are in terms of where they're located. Um, You know, but even with that, this, you know, Florida State being Florida State and losing to Jacksonville State last season, you can't go out in this game half-stepping. I think you really need to take this game very seriously if you're Mike Norvell and the coaching staff because, you know, if this team doesn't go out and take care of business in the first quarter, it's going to be a lot of questions. It shouldn't be, I, I, you know, it shouldn't be any struggling in this game. This should just be a glorified, glorified scrimmage game where it's just a tune-up for LSU. It's, this is what it should be. So just go out there, you know, get your fundamentals down, dominate, then put in the the, um, the younger guys. Um, so that's really it about the, the analysis of this game. I, I really don't think – Anybody wants to hear an in-depth breakdown of Florida State versus Duquesne. Like, you know, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say the majority of our fan base has never heard of Duquesne. So, you know, I'm just like, you know, this should just be a tune-up. And, uh, you know, I just feel like our guys... I just want to see the offensive line. I just want to see the starting five that they put out there for the offensive line. Defensively, I think we're going to be pretty good. I don't think we're going to be elite. I think we're going to be pretty good. But I'm just really anxious to see this team. I want to see the the growth of Jordan Travis. Um, you know, if all things go well, I mean, he should be out of there in the first quarter. The starters should be out in the first quarter. This this game should be played by backups from really the second quarter 
and you know for the rest of the game you know but the unknown i don't know anything about duquesne i'm just going off their name their name sounds like okay we should dominate them but i'm not taking them lightly because we did lose to jacksonville state last season so um that's it you know my analysis for the rest of this episode is just gonna be who I think the starters should be and who I think is going to uh, be a, you know, driving force for this team. I mean, first and foremost, you got to start with the offensive line. I think I've said this before. I think the starting five of your offensive line is probably the most important position group on a football team because they can determine so much of the outcome of a football game. If they play well, if they dom if they're dominating, your defense is resting. If they play horrible, you're probably gonna lose the game because your defense is gonna be on the field the whole game. So, you know, I just feel like, hey man, um the the starting five that this coaching staff picks to go out there is going to be so critically important to the success of this team. Um, I went back and I watched the Notre Dame game from last season, and, um, you know, it, it just felt like Florida State for that one game that we were somewhat back that we that was a that was a Florida State team in that game, although we lost that game. That was a traditional Florida State team. They fought the whole game. They never gave up. And they just came up short. And we need that type of effort for 12 games. And this coaching staff has to get the most out of these players. You know, I I don't really care about wins and losses at this point. At this point, I don't. I care about effort. I care about the tradition, the effort that Florida State used to play with and it wasn't that long ago seven eight years ago those teams you know would come out and just we don't care who we're playing we just gonna go as hard as we can and let the results you know sort itself out and we don't have that competitive fire no more i shouldn't say that we don't have that competitive fire anymore i don't know what this team this year is going to be this could be a totally different florida state team than we've seen you know since this uh mini drought of success that we i i you can't even call it a mini drought it's it's you know from 2017 until now we've pretty much sucked so that's what five years we've pretty much sucked um so um I, I, you can hope that these guys are going to come out and just play with some fire, play with some tenacity, play with some, some don't give up, play with some fight. Um, but you know, no disrespect to Duquesne, man, but you know, Florida, this game should be over in the first quarter. If we go out there and, and we're locked in. Um, so I'm just real anxious to see everything, all three phases of the game, 
I'm anxious to see individual players. I'm I'm anxious to see, you know, certain units. I'm I'm anxious to see, you know, just just the the the, the decisions that the coaching staff is gonna make in game. I just want to see can can they improve on last season, and you can tell a lot of that in game one. Um. You know, season opener is here, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very excited. You know, um, I just, it's just, it's just offensively. I mean, just as a team, what kind of team are we gonna be? Are we gonna be an offensive team? Are we gonna be a defensive team? You know, can special teams improve? It's a lot of questions here. You know. Um, I feel like I, I just on paper this this could be an eight nine win team. Um, I think I think anybody on our schedule can be had. I don't think you know we certainly proved last season that we can play with Clemson. I think a lot of Clemson's deficiencies are at quarterback if they had an elite quarterback that they would be very good but but even with that Clemson won what 10 games last season so I just think that uh, you know with with our situation the offensive line like I said earlier is just so important you know I I don't know if we figure that equation out, if we will put, I don't like, like I said before in other episodes, I don't like putting the best five out there. I like putting the best person at each individual position on the field. That's how I would do it. But, you know, I'm just a fan. I don't, because a guy that plays left tackle well and you put him at guard, he might not be a good guard. So, you know, for my money, just at each individual position, put the best guy out there. I don't care if he's a freshman. I don't care if he's a fifth-year senior. Put him out there. Let him play. And, you know, let's just see if we can rack up some wins, man. Because um, that's what we need, and that's really what this thing is all about, winning games. Um. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I've said so much during this whole off season, like I've broken this team down every way that I can think of, but you know, I have some more, I have a lot more stuff next week against, um, LSU. I mean, that's obviously going to be a nationally televised game. That's going to be a humongous game. Um, I just, it's Chris, like I said earlier, it's Christmas Eve, man. This is like, this is like one of the most exciting times to be a sports fan is the, 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 right when you're on the cusp of the start of the football season. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier, man. I just, 
uh, it goes by so fast. That's what I hate so much. Football, you just blink and the season's over with. College and pro, it just goes so fast. Um, I really truly feel like this team can go eight and four though. If if they come out and just play at their max potential, I feel like they can go eight and four. I think. You know, a lot of it's going to be offensively, can we put up points? You know, not turn the ball over, play good defense. I mean, that's with any team, but more so this team because, you know, we've had, you know, poor play at at, at corner and poor play at uh, on the offensive line. Um, but I, you know, just going into this game, I think Mike Norvell is going to run the football a lot. I don't think Duquesne can match up with our guys on the line of scrimmage. Maybe they can. I don't know. I have to look at, I haven't looked at one single second of Duquesne football on YouTube and I probably won't look at it. Um, what else, man? I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we could talk about whatever. Um, you know, Florida State just, it, it's hard being a Florida State fan right now. Just because, um, j- just the way these last five years have gone. Um, you know, we getting recruits and stuff, but not the, not the guys that we used to get. So, but to get, I think we can, I don't know if we can get another, you know, a a Jameis Winston level recruit. I don't know if we can get a Derwin James or Jalen Ramsey or Mario Edwards Jr. Or, you know, those type of guys. I don't know if we can get them. Because Jimbo was getting them guys left and right, but Jimbo was winning games. So um, the current state of the program, I would say, needs improvement. I really would say need needs improvement. But I will also give Mike Norvell credit. He has flipped this roster. And uh, I think you really headed in the right direction. You just need to get more guys like that. Josh, I don't know if it's Barrel or Burrell. Josh Burrell, we're gonna go with that. They move; they're moving him to running back. Um, I have not seen enough of this uh, guy, this young man, this player, to really make a assessment on that move. I'm just going to assume that at his size, six two two twenty, is is for the power run game. I mean, one would have to conclude that, that this is a power run game type move. I envision him more like a halfback, um, you know, that type of role if they're going to use him. I don't really see them lining him up 
and like running him out the backfield unless it's a like a short yardage situation. And uh, with the injury to C.J. Campbell, um, you know, they had to make a move for for power runs. I, I thought the kid from Oregon was going to be like the power back. The. Uh, the. Um, like your boy, number 32 from the championship year. Um, I can't think of his name for nothing. Um, Devontae Freeman was like the slasher. And then he was like the power guy, you know, but it, it, it you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, Caden Lyles is out. So, um, you know, I, I'm not the coaching staff, but from, you know, to me, Darius Washington played to me. He played his best game as a Seminole at center when when Bavion Johnson was out. Or got hurt last season. Um, so, you know, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see who they put out there Saturday. Um, I look for this team to, to be very good defensively. Um, I, I've seen some, some, some projections from other Seminole, um, you know, social media pages and and they're most mostly everybody's saying eight and four, seven and five. You know, um, a dream season would be nine and three, ten and two. Um, and that would that would consist of the offensive line just playing out of their minds. You know, no injuries. The five guys that you go with stay healthy, and they just form a a, a cohesive bond. And, you know, we just go through this whole thing. You know, LSU is not a gimme. No, I, I think after Duquesne, no game on the schedule is a gimme. I think you have the potential to lose every game after Duquesne. And to me, after losing to Jacksonville State, and I said this several times, I don't feel like Duquesne is a gimme game. I really feel like you got to go into this game you know, with a sense of urgency to get on the, get on the, to get in the win column. Um, you know, if you're Mike Norvell and that coaching staff, I mean, I know they're doing this, but I think you got to do it times 10. You just have to preach a sense of urgency to win. You know, we, we want to bring this program back. You know, um, and again, I give the coaching staff kudos for, you know, flipping this roster and, uh, you know, being able to get some guys. Um, I, I don't think the recruits are going to come until you start winning. That's 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 when recruits say, hey, I want to be a part of this. This this looks like something that I can help make better. Um my sleeper pick, or my I shouldn't say sleeper pick, my X factor on offense, I'm going to go with Malik McClain. Big, fast, strong, wide receiver. I think he's just scratched the surface in terms of his potential. Um, defensively, I'm going to go with 
I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with um uh, Fabian Lovett. I feel like he could potentially be a second round pick. It's some games where he dominated, man. You know, you go back and look at that Notre Dame game. He was dis he was disruptive. And then it was just certain games you didn't even know he was there. So if he could put it all together, man, I could really see him getting into the second round. Um, because he's not like a fat defensive tackle. He's a stout guy. So um I could really see him. You know, if he can put together a great season, I could really see him going in the second round. Um, so those are my two X factors. Um, I'm really anxious to see what, again, what Jordan Travis is going to be this season. Um, I think you can only run him so much. I think the quicker you get the ball out of his hands, good things happen. Um, and that's you have to do that by design. I don't I don't feel like um, just saying, you know, Jordan go win us the game is the recipe for success. I feel like this team on paper might be the best Florida State team we've had since 2016. Now, I don't think that's going to translate to more wins um i just think they they have to figure out the offensive line i mean you've got enough guys on the roster now and in terms of offensive linemen to figure this out um i think you've got a great offensive line coach in atkins um and for like the third or fourth time just on this podcast, on this particular episode, I feel like offensive line is probably the most important position group in all of football. I think it's more important than quarterback because if if you've got, you know, five guys on the offensive line playing as a unit and they're pretty good, you're, you're going to win a lot of games. You know, if you're not in sync on the offensive line, it's going to affect your whole football team. And, you know, just poor recruiting from previous head coaches, you know, it's, it's, it's caught up to us. I mean, Dalvin Cook was a blessing and a curse because when he played for Florida State, he masked a lot of the issues that we had on offensive line on the offensive line he hit the hole so fast those guys didn't have to power block they didn't have to play with technique they just basically had to they just had to just shield the defender and Dalvin Cook would hit the hole and and that was a guarantee five six yards so and you've paid for that for the last four or five years now and you know Give give Alex Atkins credit. I mean, he's brought in some guys. Um, it, it it might not translate to wins this year, but 
I mean, we set we're set up, you know, pretty good for the next couple of years if these guys develop. And if you coach them right and, and you know, condition them right, we'll see what happens. But um, I just feel like uh, long term, um, the future could be somewhat bright for this team. Um, you know, I, I I've said seven and five, eight and four would is is would be a a great season for this team. You know, a dream season would be nine and three, ten and two. I, I think ten and two is what you can expect from this program going forward. I don't I don't feel like, you know, in today's football that Florida State is fully invested. Um you know, if if they were fully invested, they would have made the investment in football years ago. You know, eight years ago, they would have made that investment. Um, so, I mean, we as fans have to basically <laughs> suffer because of the decision makers and power brokers at Florida State. And it sucks because we've seen the caliber of athlete that this program can bring in. We, we've seen this thing go to the highest form and, you know, just not to be able to, to, to not invest and keep this thing where it should be, where we want it to be. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, we have to go through, we have to go through rebuilding years just because of some some rich people and some idiot administrators. So, um, if we get back on top, you know, I just hope that those same people will know that, okay, if we want to stay here, we gotta, we gotta do what we gotta do to, to, to maintain this thing. And, you know, I, and there's no guarantee that they're going to do that because, you know, I think at some of your more successful programs, they value winning over anything else. They, they're they not going to sit here and be petty. I'm pretty sure there's people at Alabama that don't like Nick Saban. But he produces. I'm pretty sure there's people at Clemson that don't like Dabo. Um, but they produce. And as long as you're producing, you know, winning, as they say, is the ultimate deodorant. If you're winning games, you know, you, you have no choice but to get on this train. So... And another thing, if if Norvell comes out and goes eight and four, nine and three, I think you could get him on the cheap as far as re-signing him. But knowing Florida State, they're just gonna ride out the current contract. You know, I I 
I think he's the right coach for the job. I would like to see him make better decisions in games. I would like to see him step in when a, when a particular scheme that they're running offensively or defensively isn't working. I would like to see better in-game adjustments just based on last. I don't even count the 2020 season. That's a wash. But last season, they, they, they took too long to make in-game adjustments. You know, they didn't start figuring stuff out until the end of the game. You know, it's just it needs there needs to be a quicker turnaround in terms of in-game adjustments. You definitely need better special teams play. Okay? You gotta for each position on the offensive line, you have to find the best guy. Don't put the best five out there. That that method to me doesn't work. Okay, find me the best left tackle, the best left guard, the best center, the best right guard. And the best right tackle. You know, we we can't have players out there learning on the job. Like, we we need guys that know the position. They're the best at that position. And we put them on the field. That's that's how football works. Now, somebody like uh, Josh Burrell, okay, you can throw him at running back. You can can move people around like that, that have multiple skill sets. But... You know, offensive linemen, you need to put each individual best player at their position. They need to start. So that's just my opinion now. I'm not some kind of football genius or guru. That's just my opinion. So, you know, Duquesne coming up this Saturday, I expect this game to be over in the first quarter. If it's not over in the first quarter, we have a problem. If we're not up by at least three touchdowns in the first quarter, there's a problem. This from 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 kickoff to the end of the game, there's this game should never be in doubt. So um I just want to see clean I just want to see a clean game. I'm not a perfect game, but just a clean game. Players playing with fundamentals, players knowing their assign, knowing their assignments, and good special teams play and good coaching decisions. And I, you know, in any football game, there's going to be mistakes. No, nobody, no team plays a perfect game. We know it's going to be mistakes. But I just can it can it be eighty twenty that we're playing great in this game? I hope I hope it can be. So season opener this Saturday, man. I can't wait. Um, I wish we would have opened up with a harder opponent like last season. But, hey, man, football is back. I'm excited. You know, this is the best time of the year for me personally. It, it just, you know, I'm just glad football is back. So, you know, this this episode has ran kind of long. And that was on purpose because I just had a lot of stuff I had to say in terms of, uh, you know, my 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 team here. And, um, you know, again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your support. Podcasts available everywhere. Um, Available on YouTube. Um, Again, thank you for your support. And as always. Go Knowles.